blessed you comes in the name of the Lord of hosts. Bless, O Lord, the reading of the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Son of the living God, turn with the glory forever. spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said to you, It has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear, when then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root who believe for a while, and in time of temptation fall away. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who when they had heard God and are choked with cares, riches and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Today is the first Sunday of the month of Hatur, and we have a reading that is very famous in the church because actually it's read even more than one uh, Sunday in the church, uh, the parable of the sower. And usually when we talk about the parable of the sower, we like to talk about all of the different uh, types of soil and talk about how each of us could be part of, can have parts of these uh, soils in our lives. But actually today I'm only going to talk about one type of soil. Because I really feel that this type of soil is something that is uh, a major uh, issue and a major source of, of temptation and trouble in our spiritual lives. Often for us as Christians, we have to take sort of a step back from our lives that are very busy and examine where we are. 
We need to ask ourselves an important question. You know, have, have I been growing? Is this growth visible to myself or to others? Am I, for example, more holy this year than I was last year or this month than last month? Important questions that we need to ask ourselves on a regular basis. So this morning we want to ask or examine ourselves with another important question that our Lord Jesus Christ sort of presents to us in the parable. Am I choking spiritually? Am I choking spiritually? Our Lord Jesus Christ in this parable, He gives, like I said, the four different types of soil and He shares with us that the different types of soils are the different types of hearts that receive the Word of God. When the Word of God goes into our hearts, it can give each person one of these sort of four different responses that He speaks about sort of in some detail in verses 11 through 15. But I want to pay close attention, like I said before, about the soil of the thorns, the thorny, the thorny ground that if we are honest with ourselves, often represents us very well. I'll read the verse again just about the thorn so that we can see it. He says, And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. So he describes this soil as people who hear the word of God, but as they go on their way, they're choked by the cares and pleasures and riches of this life. And then they, their fruit doesn't mature. If I'm being honest, I always looked at this verse when I think about the, the thorns, where it says the worries and the pleasures of this world. I thought it was speaking primarily of sins, things that we can commit that are wrong, that can choke the word of God out of our lives. But I think we can realize in, in, in our lives that the cares of the world can actually be things that are not bad in and of themselves. You know, is it wrong for us for example, to enjoy uh, watching sports. Is it wrong for us to watch uh, appropriate uh, television? Is it wrong for us to do gardening or landscaping or have hobbies? Is it wrong for us to go out to dinner with a friend, to spend weekends on vacation? Is it wrong to spend time on the internet? Is it wrong for me to check my social media accounts? Are any of these things wrong? And I think the answer to those is, is no. They're not wrong in and of themselves. But one thing that I know for sure to be true, if we keep piling up more and more of these things as our priority, even though we claim to have following, to be following our Lord Jesus Christ, the time and the ability to follow Him becomes narrower and narrower until we squeeze or choke Him out of our lives. When we commit too much time to these things, time that God has given us to be stewards of, we choke the word of God out of our lives and our lives become fruitless in service to God. It can get to the point where the spiritual things that were supposed to be our highest priorities as Christians are coming, maybe distant second, maybe even worse, to our own non-spiritual activities. It's easy to be taken away by the cares of the world. It would not surprise me one bit if it were true that the majority of people who claim themselves to be Christians here in America fall into this category of soil. And I don't think we're any different. The reason is because we just we make ourselves too busy and let the things that should be our highest priority sort of slip through the cracks. So we should ask, we should ask ourselves this question. What should be our highest priority? Especially in the time that we would consider, you know, quote-unquote, free time. When we're not spending time fulfilling our responsibilities as 
uh, to our families, you know, working, uh, being good husbands, wives, children that God calls us to be. What kind of things should we desire? What kind of things should we enjoy in our free time to be fruitful servants of God? For example, do we spend time reading and studying God's Word? This should be a high priority for us. The only way that we can be firm in the faith, the only way that we can be ready for false teaching, the only way that we can be growing as a Christian, is if we are spending time in the Word of God. Remember, what is it that makes the, the soil of the thorns become unfruitful? The Word of God gets choked out. So the Word of God is vital for us if we want to grow and want to be fruitful. Very famous verse that I'm sure most of you know, in 2 Timothy, says all St. Paul says, All scripture is inspired by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So God, God, the Word of God helps us to see things in our life that we need to grow in. As we read the Bible, as we study it, it can at times be very convicting, very humbling. As we see the sins in our lives or the things that God commands us in Scripture not to do, and we're doing, or the things He commands us to do and we're not doing. This verse that I just read from 2 Timothy says the Word of God is profitable for many things. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. But it will not matter, it will not be profitable to you if you do not spend time in the Word of God. If you wanted to, for example, start a business, and you want the business to be profitable, you need to put a lot of effort into the business for it to be profitable, to be successful. The same is true with the Word of God, the same is true with Scripture. The Bible will not be profitable in and of itself, collecting dust on our tables and our shelves. We need to wear our Bibles out, to dig deep into the Word of God. This is where growth can begin. I can read, I can study, and then I can obey the Word that it says. What are some other things that we can do so that we can ensure that the Word of God is not choked out of our lives? How about encouraging and spending time with believers? What I mean by that is how high of a priority is it for us to make sure we spend time with God's people? There are many scriptures actually that refer to our responsibilities in helping one another to gain victory over sin. For example, St. Paul says in Hebrews, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I think that this scripture, for the most part, when we think about this, we think about attending liturgical service. Which, of course, this is the assembly, this is the main time when we are joining together. But I think it's actually much more than that. We need to be around God's people in much more time than just during our Sunday service. One of the biggest reasons I think that sometimes we don't have zeal for God in the way that we maybe should, is because we're all kind of always off on our own, doing our own things. What happens, for example, if I build a big fire and I take a log out of the fire and put it off by itself? Most of the time it burns out pretty quickly. That's what happens when we are not around the people of God, stirring one another up, exhorting them, making them or, or encouraging them towards love and towards good works. 
So we need to see each other often. Especially, this is one of the things that's made sort of this period with the coronavirus especially hard, that we aren't able to be with each other and be together in the way that we ought to. And, and I'm sure it's affected our, our, our spiritual lives. We need to be with each other, encouraging each other, focusing on how we can help our brothers and sisters in Christ so that we can build each other up. You know, it could be a practice that even I do on a Sunday morning, you know. On Sunday morning I have prayers that we pray before I enter the church. Maybe one of the things I can add to my prayers is, God open my eyes or my ears or my heart to someone in the church that needs something from me, that needs a kind word, that needs help, that needs assistance, that needs rebuke. Open my, open my heart to that so that I can be willing to give it and able to give it. <coughs> How about for example like evangelism? Are we too busy with the cares and the worries of this life to share our Lord Jesus Christ with others? The, the Gospel of Matins today, our Lord Jesus Christ, He gives us the instruction. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This passage is a clear command, not only to the apostles, but to all of God's people to share the gospel. So we need a bigger concern for lost souls. We need the same compassion that our Lord Jesus Christ had for the lost. Seeing the, lo seeing the whole world as sort of lost as sheep without a shepherd. Seeking the lost should be a big priority for us. Because actually that's the coming, or that was the priority or the purpose of the coming of Christ and why He died on the cross. He said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. This verse that we read in, from Matthew is called the Great Commission. The Great Commission. But I think if we're honest with ourselves, most of the time in our spiritual life, it is our great omission. We omit this part of the verses out of our lives. We don't do these things. We don't go and we don't try to make disciples. We don't go and try to encourage people to come to church. So these are the three things that I want to consider as we maybe examine ourselves and see, do we have thorny ground or do we have thorns growing up in our soil? Am I committing my time to Bible reading and Bible study? Am I encouraging my brothers and sisters in Christ by spending time with them, by serving them, by rebuking them, by exhorting them? Am I spending time in evangelism, trying to bring others to Christ, bring others to the knowledge of God? Are these things priorities for us? I'm not, by the way, telling you that we can't have any activities or any hobbies that are involved that have nothing to do with God. That's not the point. The point is, oftentimes we can pile up so many things on our plates that are good in and of themselves, but they start choking out God from our lives or the Word of God from our lives. It's very easy in this world that we can make ourselves overly busy. Very easy for us to hold on to things of this world and to put focus on ourselves instead of on Christ and the priorities that He gives us as His people. He says, Now the ones that fell among thorns are those when they heard go out and are choked with cares, riches, pleasures of life, bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on good ground are those who having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. So this passage from the Gospel of St. Luke challenges us to find what are the thorns in my life? What are the things that you are allowing in your life to choke you spiritually, to keep you from bearing fruit to God? We need to remember who we belong to as Christians, that we belong to Christ, we were purchased with His blood. 
in everything that we do, Christ should be the center of our lives. We should not be just giving Christ or giving God a few hours every week. So then we can ask the same question that we asked in the beginning. Each one of us has to answer for ourselves. Are we choking spiritually? Am I choking spiritually? Am I bearing fruit for God? In the Gospel of St. John, our Lord Jesus Christ says something. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him is he that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. So whether or not we are fruitful has eternal consequences. If we are not fruitful, there may be two reasons why. We're not maturing as Christians because we are choking out the word of God in our lives. And maybe we are not in Christ. We are not abiding in Christ. Abiding in Christ, one of the things that we mean when we say that is the participation in the life of the church, in the sacraments, in the participation in the Eucharist, in regular repentance and confession. So may God give us the spiritual insight to find and to see the thorns that are choking in our lives so that we can take them out to be good soil, so that we can be fruitful and multiply. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.